You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. And finally got an intro. I said finally, like, I've been doing this for years. It's been one week, and I got an intro. The good news, progress, right? It's all about progress. Anyway... It's been, a, it's been a great week. It's been a productive week. Well, uh, we worked hard this week. You ever have those weeks where you really work hard, but the amount of hours and the hard work that you put in, you don't feel like the results match up? It's been one of those weeks. So it's been good, but we ended on some high notes at church yesterday. We, uh, we started a series on prayer. Um, I always get nervous about starting a new series. I don't know why. I always get nervous in the beginning. It's, uh, it's still new to me to be preaching and stuff every week and to, like, to take it and lead people through the Word of God or be a, teach the Bible and stuff. It's, it's somewhat intimidating sometimes, but definitely grows your dependence on Jesus and just really being led by the Holy Spirit and also uh, studying hard as well. That definitely plays a part. But um, no, it was good. It was a good intro. It was a good start for the week, and um, I think the series is going to be really good. I think I mentioned last time we finished a series on faith a few weeks ago, and that was really good. And uh, a lot of people seemed like they received you know from it and and had a lot of good comments and feedback on it and it's not just oh that was funny or whatever but like actual feedback about life stuff and growth and whatever so hopefully we have the same results on this one um that that's what at the end of the day that's what we want is people to grow in their faith and just get closer to Jesus and grow closer to him and just learn to depend on him in everything that we do that's the goal right and so that's no, been really good um someone asked me a question uh, a while back one of my friends and he was asking, like, do we want to do church stuff for the rest of our missions career, mission careers or, or whatever that looks like our life or whatever? And it's a, it's a great question. Um, and I told him, I said, the answer is yes and no. Uh, the way that our approach to ministry is that everything should connect to the local church uh, that is in the area or whatever church that we are a part of here, not our church back home. And we also believe that um, that is necessary for us to have a home church where we can plug into, or we can feed and be fed, and we can have uh, everything in common with, with our brothers and sisters who are there. It just helps with um, our growth as well. Like We need to grow. Just because we're missionaries doesn't mean that we don't need to be planted and growing. So um, church will always be a big part of, of what we do, uh, really a, a central part of what we do. Um, but we have a lot of other projects in mind, a lot of big dreams and things like the community work, community projects. Uh, you guys know I've talked about the community garden. We've talked about um, outreaches to women and uh, to teenagers and all the, the different sports programs and things like that. Those are all things that we still um, are connected to or still want to do if we haven't done it, started doing it already. But also we recognize the need for a strong local church at the center of all that. Um, just a place for, for, if we believe in discipleship, then how are people going to be discipled? And uh, we think the best way for that is through the local church. And so we've really spent uh, a good amount of time focusing on just uh, reestablishing strong roots in our church. Um, so our church can be a stable place for people to be able to come and grow and connect and a place where we can confess our sins one to another, right, and pray for one another when we have issues. And, and we can grow in our faith together and just worship God and, and just uh, live out what it means to be a part of his body. So, so that's the idea. And so the local church is first, and we want to build that strong, and then we can launch that into other things so the church can be a, a big part of the discipleship process and the growth process of all these other programs. So we don't just have a bunch of programs that look great, and our newsletters are on Instagram, but 
we don't want to look effective as much as we want to be effective. And obviously, if you are effective, then you know people see the effectiveness too. So uh, really building from the ground up, essentially. Um, there's a kid that used to come to our youth group. His name is Alex. And uh, every once in a while, I would take him home. You know, he lives kind of in the next neighborhood over, but he kind of spends most of his time in our neighborhood. And oh, it's a weird thing. Uh, but I would take him home every once in a while whenever I would see him walking or, or you know, at the park or after church sometimes. I would just run him home on a motorcycle or whatever. And one time um, I was taking him, and he was uh, concerned the whole time about that his mother was going to be home. He's just a really good kid. Just, you know, you meet the people sometimes, and there's just something special about them. You just like them. They just uh, find a special place in your heart, really. And that's, that's what that kid was for me. He just, I don't know, found a, made a place in my heart. And so I uh, just connected with him one night. I was taking him home, and uh, he was concerned about his, whether his mom was home yet. And I didn't think much of it, you know. We got there to his house, and it's a little small, really a two- or three-room shack. And uh, I dropped him off, and he was disappointed when we got there because his mom was. He's like, ah, oh, my mom's not home yet. And uh, he was just disappointed, you know. And he had told me that um, his mom, you know, parties, and she, get, she gets drunk, and she does drugs, and she's always gone. And kind of leaves him to fend for himself. And uh, first of all, it showed me my position of privilege. I've never in my life had to really seriously wonder where my parents are. I live 4,000 miles away now, and I know exactly where both of my parents are right now. And I'm, and I'm 34 years old, so I can't imagine when I was 16 not knowing where my parents are. His dad, by the way, is, is absent. His dad isn't really a part of his life. He, he thought he knew where he was, but um, he's not a part of his life. But anyways, so he's super disappointed about his mom not being there. And um, so fast forward a little bit, I, I ran into him again. He had stopped coming to church for whatever reason. And I ran into him and I said, Alex, how are you doing? How is, and I stopped, you know, to talk to him. I saw him in the street and I just stopped and made time for him. I said, how have you been doing? And he said, not good. You know, my mom left me pretty much to fend for myself. I don't know where she is. She just left. She moved out and left him, which is an odd concept. But it's something that unfortunately happens uh, more than it should in our neighborhood, at least. And so, uh, so he said he went to look for his dad. His dad lives in a village or like a small town out f far away from here. So he got on a bus, um, went to that small town and tried to find his father. And he went, he asked around and he couldn't, he never found, he was, was unable to locate his father. So he came back and he eventually had to move in with his girlfriend. And we all know that's not a good idea. Um, but I didn't see him for probably six months. And I, I wondered about him all the time. Cause like I said, he has a special place for me, just a special kid. And I just saw him like, two or three days ago, I saw him in the street randomly, and um, he was with a friend, and he just looked terrible. He looked absolutely terrible. Um, he strung out on drugs. His friend looked worse than him, uh, which is, it, it made it worse, right? Like, I, I could see where he was, which is already bad enough, but I could see in his friend and see what he was going to be like in the future, and it just wasn't good at all. And um, it really broke my heart to see that. But it also deepened my passion for developing, developing the church. I think a lot of times when, we, when people see us, and maybe some of us do, developing the church, we see that apart from or absent to the problems that are in our surroundings. But at least for us, I can't speak for everybody else, but for us, we want to establish a strong church so that we can effectively reach people like that. Uh, we can have a place for people to come and have a, some type of center or a room or a discipleship program or something that's on our list of long-term things to do. And not just a class on Thursdays, but a place where people like him in that specific position that he's in can come and they can like, have some type of housing. And it can be a discipleship program, but not just 
we believe, first of all, we believe the gospel is holistic. So it's not just about uh, intellect or learning things, but it's also practiced and walked out in every way of life. So that's when I mentioned discipleship from here in the future, that's I'm referring to not just reading the Bible, but uh, definitely reading the Bible, but also learning about God growing and applying that to every area of life. And so that's a program that we would like to have in the future. But the main part of that is having a stable church to be able to pour into these people a place where they can come and grow in community and, and really the way that, that God has designed it for us and, and establishing his church. Um, and so that's why we do local church stuff. That's why we, we've been working so hard. And that's, I know it's not the sexy ministry and it's not always the most exciting, you know, uh, can't take a picture of service every week and, you know, people get really excited about it. That's not, that just doesn't happen. Um, but there's a long-term goal to it, and it's that Jesus really be glorified in every, in every man, in every person, every neighborhood in our city, and then obviously growing that to every city in our country, so on and so forth. But it starts really with our, our neighborhood, and it starts with our church, really. Uh, so just really uh, establishing strong roots in Jesus, that we can just be a really stable church, ready to love people actively and effectively, and not loving people apart from loving God or not substituting it. Sometimes we just go around hugging everybody, and we never share the gospel with them. We don't want to do that. We want to share the gospel with them and also teach them how to apply that to every area of life, how to work hard, how to you know, present yourself, how to be disciplined, how to spend money, manage, so on and so forth. So you can just be praying for us. It's, we don't have, it's not the most exciting thing to some people I know, but it's so necessary for the development and for a changing of culture in our neighborhood and in our city. Uh, we need stable churches. We need healthy churches to be able to really reach people in a holistic way and not just in a, in a uh, this is what the Bible says, and not just learning and memorizing Bible verses, but going beyond that and, 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 and teaching people how to apply that to their lives. So just pray for us as we work with that. That's really what we've been up to this week is uh, really just church stuff and studying for our series. But just pray for us as we continue to uh, try to raise up leaders in our church and in our community so that we can reach people like Alex. He's not the only one like that, unfortunately. And I'm just talking about our neighborhood. I'm not even talking about Trinidad as a whole. I'm talking about our neighborhood and the kids that are within our reach, that we can just better reach these kids and better serve these kids. And we can also just be led by the Holy Spirit in everything we do, because it's not an easy work. It is also rewarding, and I love every second of it, but it, it's stressful sometimes. And stressful in the sense of you watch these kids suffer, and there's really nothing physically you can do about it right now. But if we continue on in our building of the church and working to build that up, then we can get to a place where we can do more to people than just preach to them on the street. And so that's why we work with church stuff. That's why, we, that's why it's such a big part of our ministry is, is church development stuff is because we believe that the church really, uh, through the, Jesus is the answer to all the world's problems and, and the way that he brings us is through the church. And so that's why we do what we do. That's why our focus is so big on the church. So uh, this week, if you have time to pray, you can pray for us as a church as we continue to build and try to raise up leaders. Pray for people in our community like Alex. Uh, there's, a, there's a ton of kids like him, unfortunately, in our community in the same situation. Uh, teenagers, so to speak. There's also kids in that same situation, children in the same situation. And there are adults in our community that suffer the consequences, are still suffering the consequences of being in that situation when they were younger. So just pray for restoration, gospel restoration, permanent, eternal restoration, and everything based on Jesus. And so please keep us in prayer as we... Continue to work for the glory of God here in Trinidad. And uh, thank you all for everything that you do for us, from your prayers to your support and, and really just your love in general. We thank you so much. We really appreciate you and have a great week.